Entirely. If they can monitor your bank account over $600, if the government gets paid before you get paid, if everything that you want to pass down to your family gets taxed, are you free? Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tea with Taylor. So now I want to kind of discuss the Biden administration and some of the communications and the policies that they are discussing, implementing against or upon the American citizens. First being unrealized capital gains tax. As we stated before, capital gains tax was instituted, I believe, in 1921 under the Revenue Act of 1921. For one, like I said, capital gains tax should be totally abolished majority of the taxes if not all the or the majority of the money that you're investing in the economy and then making a gain on or a profit was money that was already taxed so i'll provide you with an example of capital gains tax let's say you bought purely an investment property i'm using hypothetical numbers you purchased the property for two hundred thousand dollars you sold it for three hundred thousand dollars the government now wants a percentage of that profit, so you prof you profited $100,000, the government is then going to tax that $100,000. Even though the majority, if not all of the monies that you put into that investment have already been taxed. Seriously, how many times can the government tax the dollar? It is just theft. I mean, they are just, your dollar has been taxed so many times, the value isn't even a dollar. And then they'll just continue to print money through the Federal Reserve, which is having a central bank is an issue of its own and being further investigated. And I will have an episode in the future on it, but then they just print the money ever since we've gone to a paper system, which causes inflation. And now not only did they tax that dollar repeatedly, they also made it worth less by evaluating the currency. So unrealized capital gains is even worse because you haven't even obtained that profit yet. So instead of purchasing the property at $200,000 and selling it for $300,000 and having a profit of $100,000, unrealized capital gains tax, which isn't real, would be owning an asset and purchasing it for $200,000 and it being appraised for $300,000, but you haven't sold it yet. It just appraised for a value higher than you purchased it for. And then the government, Uncle Sam, big brother, being able to tax you on those unrealized or those fake profits because you haven't sold the property. So they're taxing you on the appraised value, but not the sold profit. That is absolutely ridiculous. For one, the real estate market, I'm a realtor, was just insane this last summer. So let's say they started appraising everyone's properties and taxing them on that appraised value. Come next year, now that the market's starting to correct themselves, you could lose 20, 30, 100% of that profit, maybe even be underwater from what you purchased it for, but the government already charged you taxes for that profit you never obtained. This is absolutely insane. And anyone who thinks that the government has a right, for one, to your profits regardless, but to profits you haven't even obtained or cashed in on, that is crazy. That is like, for one, it doesn't even make sense in the world of economics because that money is not real. 
But the government's really good at obtaining profits and obtaining money that's not real. They print money that's not real. They spend money they don't have, which we're going to get into a little bit further in the episode when I talk about the trillions of dollars they receive, but the deficit that they can't seem to manage whatsoever. What the Biden administration has also talked about in Yellen at the Federal Reserve has communicated that they want to give the IRS, which again was instituted thanks to the under the Abraham Lincoln administration during the Civil War and then repealed and reinstituted, but they want to give the IRS access to bank accounts of $600. That means the federal government would have a permanent audit on almost all Americans. Who do you know doesn't spend and receive $600 within a month? It's absolutely none of the government's business to monitor our bank accounts, our spending habits. That is one step closer to having a social credit score. For the government to tell you what you can and can't purchase, to freeze your accounts, and also to tax you on everything. They say they want it to make sure the rich pays their fair share. Is $600 the rich? This is what this is what politicians have been really good at. They're, they you know, they create these slogans, the rich, the wealthy, to tax the billionaires because it sounds good to an ignorant public. But when you take a second to actually think about it and think about what they want to do, you would quickly, hopefully, if you're, you know, a conscious, you know, smart person who has a brain that works, that it's not that is just a slogan for them to get you on board. And the next step, it's your bank account. If you're cutting your friend's hair and you pay, you got paid under the table, it's your bank account that they're coming for. You do nails on the side, you sell some artwork, Big Brother is gonna monitor all your bank accounts and make sure you pay taxes on every little course of business that you do. And they really sell it to the public and to their constituents that it's for their benefit and to make sure people pay their fair share. It's unfortunate, but the reality of the fact. And a lot of it has to do with our educational system. They don't teach us about money. They don't teach us about taxes in the public schools. And there is a purpose and that is purposefully done. They don't want you to know about taxes because then you'd wonder how they tax you. They don't want you to know about taxes because then you'd wonder where your tax money goes. They don't want you to know about investments. They don't want you to know how about money because then you'd question how they spend it. It's purposefully done to leave the public ignorant when it comes to how our government operates, how taxes are enacted, as well as um, orchestrated throughout the economy and throughout civilization or society. It is purposefully done because an ignorant public is beneficial to politicians who just want to keep coercing further, further government regulation and further government surveillance over the American citizenry. Because when they have that, they have power. And once they have the power, it's very hard to have the government let go of the power. And if history teaches anything, the way they let go of the power is through force or through war. Unfortunately, that's just, that's how it goes. And that's why it's important for us to take a personal responsibility to understand money, to understand investments, to understand taxes, and to ultimately fundamentally believe that the government doesn't have the authority 
to surveil us to the extent that they have. And it's time for change. So now I want to go to talking about the federal government tax revenue and how it's broken up and who pays the majority of taxes here in America because politicians love to lie about that. The, the 1%, the 1%. The rich need to pay their fair share. They don't pay enough taxes. Actually, they pay the most taxes, but let me break it down for you. So the U.S. government total revenue is estimated to $3.86 trillion for the fiscal year 2021. You want to tell me $3.8 trillion isn't enough money for the federal government? In the fiscal year of 2021, income taxes will account for 50% or $1.9 trillion. So the majority of revenue that the federal government is obtaining is through the income tax. Payroll taxes make up 36% or $1.3 trillion. Corporate taxes supply 7%. The rest is made up of estate taxes, custom duties, and interest on the Federal Reserve's holding in the U.S. Treasury. This includes $1.01 trillion for Social Security, $308 billion for Medicare, $43 billion for unemployment insurance. Corporate taxes will add another $284 billion. The remainder of the federal, federal revenues come from excise taxes, which is about $87 billion, tariffs and imports, which are about $54 billion, estate taxes, which are about $22 billion, miscellaneous receipts, which are about $40 billion. The largest debts to the U.S., and which cost the American taxpayers the most, is Medicare, $1.2 trillion, Social Security, $1.01 trillion, and Defense and War um, for, one, or for $717 billion. The government spends, as you can see, more money than it actually takes in. It takes in $3.8 trillion, yet it has a budget deficit of $966 billion, almost a trillion dollars that the government overspends. Mind you, we're $28 trillion in debt, yet they keep spending and keep passing these omnibus bills that are thousands of pages long, worth $1.2 trillion, $3 trillion, and they're told you that it's going to help you. When you realize that money is not this, numbers don't lie. Money, they might be able to print money, but the actual economy, economics, is not this figment of our imagination that can just be manipulated relentlessly, eventually the hens will come home to roost. The can that we keep kicking down the road will be squished and it will cause a larger effect and worse economic despair because of the fixes the government is implementing and selling to the American public as essential essential otherwise it's going to be catastrophic it's going to be catastrophic either way the u.s federal spending is 6.8 trillion dollars the budget deficit overall is 2.7 trillion dollars they're irresponsible they can't budget our money yet they want to have more of our money they want to have the right to tax you more and the government wants to have right to more and more of your money yet they can't even budget the money they already get we don't even know where the majority of our money goes when, you're, when we're spending $3 trillion, $1.2 trillion for COVID in the Kennedy Center and these Institute of Arts and Planned Parenthood are getting billions and millions of dollars, that's not for the benefit of the U.S. citizen. The federal government is not supposed to regulate and be intertwined in every single industry. They're, they're to protect and defend 
the life, liberty, and property of its citizens. The rest is to be implemented to the states. It should be out of the Department of Education. The states should be left over, left to educate their citizens. It should be out of foreign aid. We should not give any foreign aid. We have enough problems here in America. Leave the foreign aid to people who want to donate their time and money and for private missionaries or things of that nature. We do not need our federal government being intertwined with foreign governments. That is a conflict of interest. We do not need the federal government surveilling, surveilling American citizens. We do not need the IRS and the DOJ and the FBI to be investigating the, your average American. This is a federal government gone too far. This is not how our government was to be implemented and to be orchestrated and how to govern its people. It's supposed to be a government governed by the consent of the governed. How do we give consent to bills worth trillions of dollars? We can't even conceptualize trillions of dollars. How do we give consent to bills hundreds if not thousands of pages long? How do we give consent to taxes that are levied against us and if we don't pay them back, our assets can be confiscated, our, we could be put in jail. We have no consent. We have to tax, we have to pay the government these taxes or be punished. And we need to understand that the government doesn't produce anything. They don't make money. They don't produce wealth. They take money, they take wealth, and then they redistribute it. And then they demand more of your money. You cannot tax a country or a society into prosperity. You cannot tax an economy to flourish. And you can't give a government unlimited amounts of money and expect them to be responsible. The U.S. national debt is $28.9 trillion, $86,955 per citizen. That is $229,705 per taxpayer. Do I want to ask, do you guys have $229,000? Majority of you do not. Yet that is how much debt we're in per taxpayer. The debt to the GDP ratio in the 1960s was 52%. Now it's 126% our debt to GDP, meaning we have much more debt than we are creating in our economy. That's a problem. That is, a, that is going to hurt. And not only that, is that not only is our debt to GDP ratio 126,000, what if I told you, and this was published in May 2021, that 40% of all the U.S. dollars that have ever been printed, 40% of which was in the last 18 months. That is a problem. That is a federal government and a Federal Reserve gone rogue. That is a federal government and the Federal Reserve having absolutely no concern for the citizens of America and their financial situation. Total, totally irresponsible, which is why these people cannot have this much money and a monopoly over our monetary system. When you control people with their finances, 
you control them entirely. Entirely. If they can monitor your bank account over $600, if the government gets paid before you get paid, if everything that you want to pass down to your family gets taxed, are you free? And if you don't pay those taxes, your assets will be seized, your bank account's frozen, and you'll go to jail. Is that, is that what sounds like a free society to you? So now let's break down who actually pays the most taxes in America and how it is broken up in tax brackets and tax rates. So this is a summary of the 2017 federal income tax data that was published in February of 2020. The bottom 50% of Americans making $41,750 or less pay an average tax rate of 4%. The sh their share income is 11.3%. Their share total tax is 3.1%. So they actually pay a tax less than the amount they contribute to the income overall. The top 50%, which is 41,000 and above, pay an average tax rate of 16%. Their shared income is 88.7% and their shared tax, the shared income tax is 96.7%. So they make about 88% of all the income, yet they pay 97% of all the taxes, and that's the top 50%. The top 35%, which tax rate is 18.2%. Their share of the income is 69%, and their share of the taxes are 86%. Again, paying more of the taxes than they actually contribute. The top 5%, 208,000 to 515,000, pay an average tax rate of 23%. Their shared income is 36%, their total share of the taxes is 59%. Again, paying more taxes than they contribute to the total income. The top 1%, which is 515% or higher, pay 26.8% tax rate. Their share is 21%. Their share of the total income tax is 38%. Again, paying more taxes than they contribute to the overall taxes. So the bottom 15%, 4% tax. The top 50% to the top 35 16% tax. The top 35 to the top 10%, 18% tax. The top 10% to the top 5%, 21% tax. The top 5% to the top 1%, 23% tax. And the top 1% pays a 26.8%. That's a progressive tax system. When the bottom 50% of income, which contributes 11% of the total income, yet pays only 4% of the taxes, and the 1% who contributes 21%, of the total income yet pays 38% taxes for the total tax revenue, that's a progressive, not uniform tax system. The 1% pays the majority of taxes. The top 1% pays 38% of all the federal income tax. So let's totally, that totally rips through the narrative that the rich don't pay their fair share, that the 1% don't pay their fair share. It's a slogan and a sinister slogan at that for politicians to manipulate its citizens on a, an emotional basis to gain further access to their accounts, to obtain more of the American's money via taxes, and to ultimately have more power over every aspect of their lives. And they don't even comprehend it because they're so emotionally tied to the idea 
or or even they're emotionally manipulated by their envy, which envy is a sin. Their envy and their hatred towards people who have more than them, that they're willing to wield the government and the powers of the government and the central banks and the banks against their own freedom and future opportunities and prosperities. It's pretty incredible. When the federal government and the Federal Reserve has a monopoly over the monetary system, the interest rates, and your taxes, and it's in a system you can't opt out of, you can't opt out of paying taxes, they can seize your wealth and they can arrest you and they can prosecute you. That's why the only pathway forward to be have a free society and for the people to have a government for the people by the people is to have a decentralized government. To have the states, your counties, your cities, to have the most influence and power over the people and the federal government to do the bare minimum. Federal government to deal with foreign complications. They don't need to be in education. They don't need to give foreign aid. They don't need to tell you how to run your businesses. And I think as we, the government continues to grow more and more expansive and they tend to, they seem to be getting more and more aggressive against the common, the common man here in America, people are starting to wake up to it. I just, I do have faith and I just hope that we take it upon ourselves to have a personal interest into learning about these things. Cause I know politics can be however you think it's, it's exhausting. It's something you're not interested in. Just know that politics runs your life. The government runs your life when they're monitoring bank accounts of $600, when they're raising taxes, when they're starting new government entities via climate change. Cause there always has to be a crisis, whether it be war, inflation, depression, a crisis that they can wield onto its citizenry will then just provide further power over to the government. So be skeptical of politicians who are always screaming about a crisis. And the only way to solve that crisis is to just give them more money and more power. Because once you give them more money and more power, it's really difficult to get that power back from the government without bloodshed. So I hope this provided you some insight, some education. Of course, I tell you to look into it further yourself. If you did find it informative, please consider like, sharing, and subscribing. And as always, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it a lot. I hope to see you guys soon. God bless. Take care and learn about money. See you guys later.